0: Here we go! Well, hey there, my name's Bubba.
1: My name's Anna.
0: And you are tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN morning show and a proud member of the LTN podcast network. And in addition to being a founding member of Love Thy Nerd, which is a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors, I am also full-time with LTN and consequently a full-time nerd culture missionary.
1: Bet you didn't know those existed.
0: Yes, me neither. This is fresh, actually. (laughs) We're coining a lot of things as LTN uh, moves forward. Well, hey, if you I don't wanna,
1: think I am, the IMB has like a category for that, do they?
0: Not I? yet. And if the, <clears throat> when they do, I want twelve dollars anytime they send somebody to the mission field. <laughs> um, well, if you want to know more about what it means to be a nerd culture missionary or what my specific role is in all of this, um, you can actually join our support team. Uh, we would love for you to do that. You support myself and my family in our efforts to change the preconceived notions that nerds have with church culture and vice versa. And we invite you to join our partner team um, and our support team by visiting lovethynerd.com slash bubba to learn more. And before LTN, all that aside, I was a professional Christian on church staff for over 12 years. And now I get to do hoodrat stuff on the internet with my friends.
1: And never go to church on Sundays if you don't want to.
0: That's you, Bro, that's not even what it sounds like. <laughs> I can't believe it.
1: <laughs> this is completely unrelated. It's, not, it's, it's correlation, but not causation, Bubba coming off of church staff. but
0: I haven't actually been to church on a Sunday morning. He hasn't been to,
1: to church on Sundays. Like he's been off of church staff for three weeks so, and has missed every single one of those. Not his own doing. Not his own doing. I, know you, own I doing. know you
0: have a thing you want to talk about, but I need to... <laughs> I need to, to cover my good name here. I've I got have a so reputation. I so many things to talk about. I'm for my friends, babe.
1: Well, you're just sad. So that you do the, hood rat stuff. The first Isn't that week. Like skipping well, church. That's hood rat no, stuff. No,
0: hood rat stuff is when you're eight years old and you take your grandmama's car and you start driving around town. Mm-hmm. That's what the meme is. But yeah. so the first week, we had LTN con. Mm-hmm. The second week, my kids were sick.
1: Yeah, and, f- and I went to church and you stayed home, which right. was like usually it's the opposite. So Flippity that flop. was cool.
0: And the third week, Um, We were doing fall retreat with the youth group, which was a freaking banger, by the way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely loved it. It was so great. Came out just it was the it was the best thing that I've
1: Bubba went to camp. So yeah.
0: Okay, that's what I was trying to say. Went to fall retreat. And we didn't get finished as the tech team. We did not get finished. I, like, I didn't get home until almost 2 a.m. on Sunday right. morning. Yeah. After a very long weekend mm-hmm. and a heavy loadout. So we tore the entire thing down uh, Saturday night and basically loaded it up and loaded half of it out back at the church Sunday morning mm-hmm. at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I stayed home. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, it's my favorite thing right now to even, give you a hard time about that. I tell everyone. I like tell everyone that I can
0: now. about I know, what yeah. a bad
1: what a bad Christian you are now that yeah, you're I know. being paid to be a professional Christian. So
0: Well I, technically I'm still being paid to be a professional Christian, but uh, yeah. It's just it's different. different. It's yeah. different.
1: Well, hey everybody. I'm Anna and uh, hey, I have it written in my notes three times that i am you Anna? Four times. Wowie wow. What hey happened?
0: Anna, I'm Anna, Anna, Anna.
1: Anna, 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 Anna. <laughs> uh basically I am well, I'm your basic uh, white church lady. Mm, you're basic. I'm basic, which means that I like to drink Starbucks at church. I do like that. I'm not going to lie to everyone while well, local coffee is better. You know, like locally brewed is, 100%, is, is better. 100%, like,
0: without a doubt.
1: Yeah, uh, I work with kids. I even get paid for it sometimes uh, at our honor (laughs) church (laughs) Most days of the week, I am working with kids, which includes homeschooling my own three kids. Uh Also, 24-7 incubating another child right now. Yeah, for now. Uh, I have officially reached muumuu status of pregnancy, which basically means I hate all clothes. And I just want to wear like a tent dress all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Because clothes are inconvenient to me and I don't like them.
0: Well, in Eden, like on hey, the beginning of creation, the dream. they didn't have to worry about that. She also wasn't pregnant, but I'm just going to put that out. <laughs> That's
1: true. That's true. But she would have loved it. She, if she loved would have loved it. Uh, I cannot clip my own toenails anymore, I don't think. Like, I think we're reaching think? that status uh, like I, I don't know, it, it is a it, it counts as an exercise though. If I do, <laughs> do or if I have to tie my rings shoes on your, on yes, your watch. There, it is very. Oh, difficult. I see that you
0: clipped your toenails. Bling, yeah. there's your red ring for the day.
1: <laughs> uh, we host a life group in our home, which mm-hmm. is probably one of the most meaningful things we have ever done. I love outside it outside of parenting our children.
0: Well, we'll see.
1: I mean, it's it's pretty special. If, if
0: our life group turns out better than our kids, then <laughs> I think that that's
1: hey yeah yeah, so if any of y'all life group people are listening no pressure yeah that really is no pressure it's not hard to be better than you just have to
0: be better than our kids (laughs) i think you got kind of got it on lock already just hold tight
1: on the nerdy side of things i like like farm simulator types of games Mm -hmm. and like engine builders and deck builders and those kinds of things it's kind of like to see progress my jam yeah kind of a little grindy but yeah you know you can feel really satisfied after you have, I don't know, 70 hours in the mm-hmm. game or whatever.
0: <laughs> Easy. Easy. <laughs> um,
1: and personal news. I did switch to dark mode on Discord. <sighs> woof, woof, so woof, anybody woof, who woof, has been woof. giving me a hard time about that, I still don't have anything else in dark mode. But I did switch to dark mode in Discord. So
0: <sighs> big
1: deal. Big, You've never been more attractive to me. Yeah. <laughs> well... What I wanted to talk about. Oh no, we only have three minutes. Four minutes. <laughs> I was listening to the radio. I'm gonna talk really fast. I was listening to the radio and I heard I learned a new thing. Fizney.
0: So I just to be clear, Anna was listening to the radio in the car. She yeah, wasn't listening uh, to what I no. told you last week was the only radio we listened to. <laughs> Um, So if that kind of tells you how our life is. We have
1: an old car that has actual radio and not like satellite thingies.
0: If only there was a device that could travel with you. But
1: I don't have a cord for that to plug it into the car, which is your fault. So (laughs) Wow. Anyway, I was just like scrolling through radio stations and I hear it's like one of those shows where... One person calls in and says, oh, I was dating somebody or I went on a date with somebody and then they never called me back. And I really want to know why. Yeah. And I'm really mature. So I went ahead and tuned in.
0: Absolutely. Long time and- <laughs> listener, first time caller. Got it.
1: <laughs> and this person was apparently there. Um, they met on a Disney Uh, like in a group somehow of disney fans and his first he took her to the disney store and he sang her a mary poppins song and he bought her something at the disney store and then she never called him back and he was like well i need to know why and uh so they call this girl and she it takes a while to let them know why because she was like well it's just not the Disney way to like make people unhappy, um, and they're like, "What does that even mean?" And she's like, "Well, okay, if you really need to know, it's because he's a fizny." And they're like, "He's a what?" Yeah. And she says, "A fizny, like a fake Disney fan." And they're like, "What?"
0: Not like so so much a Disney fan that he's like. Th- fizzing with how much of a Disney fan he is. No,
1: effervescent Disney fan, no. Yeah, got it. It was like, he's not legit as a fan. And they're like, how can you decide if someone is legit or not? And she was like, well, I got pixie dusted at Disneyland.
0: You did what And I was
1: telling him about that (laughs) and he didn't even know what being pixie dusted was. And me and all of the other hosts are all like-
0: And everybody else listening.
1: Wow. Huh? And she's like, and any, all of our listeners any just now, yeah. actual Disney fan knows that being pixie-dusted is when you get free stuff from Disney. When you go, that's being pixie-dusted. Like, you know, like Tinkerbell is just sprinkling goodness on you.
0: Okay, I'm um, So that
1: was strike number one. He didn't know pixie-dusting was. Strike number two, I guess he didn't get all the words right to Spoonful of Sugar, and that There's was a, a deal-breaker. Yeah. Third strike... Uh, the Lilo doll that he bought her was just a generic Lilo doll. It wasn't even a special edition.
0: <laughs> Those things are expensive <laughs> on a first date.
1: And it was hard. Like, oh, my goodness. I I was trying not to judge her because I know people take their fandoms really seriously. But they're reached this point. They're like, don't you think that maybe you might be writing off something that could have been a good thing? For maybe some reasons that are, you know, You're crazy. and she was like, "Hey, don't come at me." You came to me, and they're like, "That doesn't seem very Disney-like." <laughs> and she's like, "You came at me, and you wanted to know."
0: That's fair. Um,
1: oh, oh, here was the here's the other thing. Oh, this is the only. other de- yeah. uh, deal breaker. Was he thinks that the Marvel characters are Disney characters?
0: Yeah. Uh, Gamora like, is my favorite Disney princess.
1: Doesn't Marvel, doesn't Disney own Marvel? And she's like, those characters are acquired. <laughs> and I was just laughing so hard. You're adopted. I need to know, I don't know if Tyranny listens. Does Tyranny listen? I
0: don't know, we'll see. You just said her name.
1: If she, Tyranny...
0: You said it three times. That's is Beetlejuice Fizny rules. Is
1: for real? Because when I Googled it, the only thing I came up with was typos where people were like oh. trying D and F are right next to each other and like people accidentally writing Fizney instead of Disney. Am I spelling it incorrectly or is like Fizney really a thing or do you just need to be in certain groups? Or I don't know. Like I'm sure that there are people who consider one person to be a hardcore fan and other people. their toxic fandoms exist everywhere, I'm yeah. sure, even in Disney. I've
0: heard of them, yeah.
1: But I don't know. I just want to know if this is a thing.
0: I don't think that it is. Either that or she just drew her bubble for dating, like her mating circle, real small. <laughs>
1: very, very. Well, they're the, like, the why didn't you- head if, of a natal. Why was he in the Disney group if he wasn't a real Disney fan? Like why would he even want to go out with you? And she's like, I think he just has a thing for Snow White.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's the story of how Ann and I met. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're too fizney for me.
0: I'm way too fizzy. Yeah. I all I know I only know the chorus a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> I'll just be real with you. Right there.
1: Oh, my goodness. Um,
0: well, hey, for uh, stick right here on Church Nerds for more weird, nerdy mating rituals um, and how to... <laughs> no, that's not what this Don't, is. not
1: th- No. Not even
0: a little, but no. we are going to take a short break. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be right back, and we're going to be talking about role-playing as a villain. Villainous. Ooh, we... Disney. Great...
1: <sighs> Disney. Pixie <Look>.
0: dust. <laughs> Pixie sticks.
1: Uh, in, Candy. In Villainous... Tinker Bell is basically a bad guy.
0: Sort of. For, yeah, oh yeah it's, it's perspective. It's all about perspective. Yeah. But we'll be right back after a short break talking about role-playing as a villain here on Church Nerds.
2: What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content On LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did.
0: Well, hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds on LTN Radio, the live 365 app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really wherever you found us. We're just glad that you're here. And if you can't find us, you can always just go to ltnonair.com, listen to the radio 24 hours a day, or you can go to lovethynerd.com slash nerds to hear the latest episode of this here podcast.
1: In case you drive a car that doesn't, you know, yeah, we're not, we're not on the you got to have a phone. You got to have a phone <laughs> for these things.
0: But dab dab dip dip. Yeah. Anyway, See words so, are hard, aren't they?
1: Words are always hard for me. That's nothing special. Fair enough. Last week we talked about uh, well, we were actually answering a listener question mm-hmm. from Frostbite. We were talking about lying in video game or in games and whether or not that was okay. We had another question piggyback off of that and it was just too much to answer in one episode. So we set aside this this one, yes, to answer yep. a question from Al Martins, one of our-, our
0: Canadian friend.
1: Yes, Al. Uh, who
0: thinks it's okay to win every giveaway that we do <laughs> so that I have to ship things to, to Canada. Canada.
1: He just, he thinks it's okay. Which
0: in and of itself might be a sin, I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, so he added to uh, Frostbite's question, uh, playing, a, playing the villain in an RPG, or any kind of game really is it just pretending or is that going too far so let's talk about that oh by the way holy cow like we were trying to pin this conversation down like we could go here we could go here we could go there it's really not pinned down there's, there's so much we could record many many podcasts many talking about this and so
0: there's it's more no of a mini series way... than than just a podcast episode.
1: It's true. Like we will we cannot answer every yeah. little nuance. We're, we're gonna try and stay faithful to the specific wording of this question. Yes. Because it could go in a whole bunch of different places. But, but
0: we want you to continue the conversation on Twitter or Facebook or any other social media wherever. A lot of you have been texting us. Thank you. That's very cool. I appreciate the the messages. Um, put that mess on social media. We want other people to see that you are talking about it. I do appreciate that. I know that specific. And I'm going to call her out, Julian and Jamar. Hey,
1: well, the question is, do you want to talk to us about it, or do you want to talk to everyone about
0: it? She she put on social media. That I was like, hey, new episode, fresh new episode. She's like, Cool. I'll text Anna the whole time I'm watching it. I'm like, put it on social media. Well, see,
1: I do this thing though, because remember how we talked about the social dilemma and how we need to like be, you know, more thoughtful about uh uh-huh. all of that. So uh-huh. basically Julian is my Facebook. Anytime yeah. I have something that I
0: controlled social media. I
1: wanna just talk about and I would post it to my wall, I'm like, I'm just going to tell Julian, and then we talk about
0: it. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not
1: doing a very good job This is the
0: proverbial boulder I'm pushing up the hill. Um, It's an unattainable goal for me, but I would appreciate it personally if these conversations, of which there are many of them, not Uh just you and Julian, but- just in general people talking to us and asking questions and you even want
1: to develop a buzz,
0: I would love it if it it would happen on social media, even just before we started rolling, like immediately before we started rolling, I got a text message that our Facebook message that was like, Hey, have you guys started, I got a question for you, uh-huh. put it on social media, like put it out there because I will lose that, but I can always go back to the thread for the episode. Um, but long story short, <laughs> rant aside, It's um, totally a grant. Yeah, no, well, that's barely. Uh, long story short, though, we would love for you all to continue having this conversation because it is nothing that is going to get figured out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to have a definitive answer by the end of this,
1: which is kind of our answer. Yeah. If we have to uh, summarize it, it's um, this is extremely nuanced. And how about that so things are complex
0: in the universe? It
1: might be different for different people or it might be different for different games. So we're going to talk this segment yeah. about sort of the dynamic of evil I, I mean I I said the word evil. He mm. didn't say the word evil. He didn't say was, the word villain. Say icky. But I associate villainness things with evil things. So yeah. evil is like synonymous to me, I guess. Um Anyway, mm-hmm. the villain dynamic in yeah. in games. Let's talk about it.
0: So we're not going to start with the new villains. So like the, the new wave, Maleficent yeah, and all of, what, that. So that's not new, but it's a new wave. Yes, um, you know, even even some of the, you know, if, if we want to go in the the biblical way of that, like Satan. Was just misunderstood, kind of a deal. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if you knew Satan's story, then you'd feel a whole lot. Like, that's not what we're talking about because that that's not a that's not a Christian worldview. Um, and so, even just from like a a light and a dark, a you know, kind of this this very clear cut idea of what heroes and villains are. That's kind of the, the take that we want to do because that's that's pretty true to the question that Al was trying to ask.
1: Sure, because I mean, a villain is someone or who is doing, who is doing evil things? Yes. So
0: humans, in and of themselves, are nuanced beings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they I, people are a sum of the moments that have let, led up to this moment in their life. Um, mm-hmm. Period.
1: Oh, I would also say too, a villain is somebody who's working towards an end that has to do with like destruction of
0: destruction or or their own self-importance. Yeah. Just, yeah
1: the elevation, elevation of yeah. themselves and the domination of other people is basically absolutely i guess how i would define it i don't know
0: uh yeah so like your your local manager at the walmart or That's something right. yeah absolutely
1: walmart stop it no
0: well i said Walmart. <laughs> and if you heard something else i don't know it what what the...
1: i don't want to talk about walmart but villainous yes okay yeah okay here we go um well all right so here were some i just like The more we tried to pin down discussion, just the more questions. I it was like I just want to ask all of these questions that I know the answer to none of them.
0: I feel like we're not gonna. We will never sound more like experts than we do in this episode (laughs) of Church Nerds. (laughs) I I was dumb. Uh,
1: Is there a difference between playing as like a specific evil character, like being Darth Vader in a Star Wars game, yeah, um, or being? An evil character class, because sometimes, yeah, it's like, yeah, are you gonna? There are some things that are pretty structured and lined out, sure. So, sort of the difference between that or being like just the horde in
0: World of Warcraft, yeah. yeah. So, I think that there is a difference. Um, So, let's say, for instance, you're playing D and D, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, or insert your, uh, you know, role-playing tabletop RPG there. Um, uh, so if you choose a character that is an evil character, okay, a villain, mm-hmm. if you choose, a, you know, a, a bad guy, mm-hmm. um, then what that turns into is, like, that, that character has a story, Right. That character has goals. That character has... It, things are already defined for that character and you're jumping into the story at that point in time. You could argue that you could then make choices that are contrary and there are things that could happen during a campaign that would allow you to, to alter your, your, your view on the world. But that's not usually what happens. Um, if you pick a destructive warlock... Um, you're gonna be a destructive world you picked that character for a reason you didn't you didn't pick that character to become reformed um <laughs> you you picked that character to do all the things that that character can do um, i will backtrack just a little bit and i will say i still don't think that there's anything necessarily inherently wrong about playing a warlock character or even a necromancer or um you know the insert any host of of characters "Quote unquote" evil characters there, um, any villains, but I do think that there is an inherent difference between doing that and playing like a subclass um, where there is no narrative directed towards it, or um, even a game that allows you to choose kind of where you go with your character. Like you can you can choose a "quote unquote" like a paladin, which is you know always painted as like a a good bright character. Or a warlock, which is always painted as a bad, dark character. Um, mm. Now, in that, again, nuance upon nuance upon nuance. But I personally think that there is a massive difference between playing, um, you know, let, let's say you're playing World of Warcraft and you have the opportunity to play as the Lich King, which is a bad guy. Okay. Okay, definitively a bad guy. Um, he's not going to have a change of heart. <laughs> When mm-hmm. you when you boot up, uh, let's say you're playing, you know, a Star Wars game like Battlefront Two, or something like that, which is a, a, you know, it's a first-person shooter made by EA Games. Um, there are times where you can, during that game, you can find power-ups and stuff that will allow allow you to play as either Luke Skywalker, good mm-hmm. g- good guy, mm-hmm. right? Um, a little bit whiny, but still a good guy. Huh. <laughs> Why do I have to do it? (laughs) Um, But you know, so a good guy um, until Yoda just died. Absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know how to lift up the X-wing. You know, but you have you can play as that character, or you can turn around and there. If you're on the opposite side, there, there's an opportunity for you to play as Darth Vader. You're not going to be like, well, I'm going to be malevolent, malevolent, malevolent.
1: Benevolent Darth blah, Vader. Blah, blah,
0: blah, blah.
1: Is that what benevolent. you're saying?
0: Benevolent. Were you saying
1: malevolent or benevolent?
0: <laughs> I have Maleficent in my head right now, and I'm trying to use the word benevolent. A
1: tongue, tw- tongue twister episode. Yeah. You,
0: you're trying to be. You're not going to try and be good, right? You're not going to see Luke out on the battlefield and go, "That's my baby boy." <laughs> I, can, I just hey,
1: can't. Hey, you want to play baseball?
0: Yeah. Catch my lightsaber. Whoops. <laughs> um, you know that that's not what's going to happen. You're you're going to do Darth Vadery things in the same way with Luke like you're going to do Luke things on that side you're going to try and defeat the evil like that's the whole point of of those two sides is one side is trying to defeat the other because they kind of see themselves as the good or the better depending on what your your view of things are mm-hmm. so but i do think that there is a difference and i think that like scope and kind of perspective might be might be the difference between like playing an evil character and an evil Or a bad class or side of things.
1: Yeah. Well, because some of it is like, do I still recognize that this character is evil even as I'm playing it? Right. Type of thing.
0: Darth Vader's a terrible example because, spoiler alert, if you haven't... He's bad guy. Is he, though? Well... Is he, though? (laughs) See what I'm talking about? But
1: I think about, like, if Caleb... Our son, our eight-year-old.
0: Who always wants to be Darth Vader. Always
1: wants to be the bad guy. Always. Yes. Um, So when Al, actually, when you asked this question, I immediately thought of our kid. Because, I don't know, he just, he loves Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. And he loves Kylo Ren. I don't think he loves the Emperor. I've never heard him like... The is not really, like, him. the cool bad guy. I think the he
0: scares e- him a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Executora
1: 66.
0: <laughs> Electricity. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but Darth Vader, absolutely. Yeah. Um. And so it's like, but as he's playing Darth Vader, does he really think that evil is good and good is evil and, like, you know, those types of things?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Or... I don't think, I don't think he even has the answer to that.
1: Sure. Well, so, and we're going to, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, I was talking to a friend of ours too, like you mentioned D and D and he was talking about, so this is a a Christian friend of ours who is a nerd and who um, likes to get, you know, D and D groups together, which obviously there are people who've been doing this for a very long time.
0: He's one of them. Uh, um he has some of the most like OG D&D manuals that I've even heard of.
1: Right. I mean, we didn't I feel like we didn't really learn this about him until
0: oh uh, a year and a half ago, maybe.
1: Yeah. And so he was, you know, there was some some talk about him, like getting some of the some kids at the church together to, to do some campaigns and stuff. And it's kind of different when you're talking about like writing a campaign. Yeah. Um, so he has to be really intentional about like, as he takes people into a game and they're talking about their characters and different things. And he always has to ask, like, well, I I think there are some characters he just doesn't, they just don't use
0: some, some, you just can't. And then like in order, in order for this character to be effective, it has to pray to this pagan God or whatever to draw mm, power, yada, yada, yada. It's like he,
1: so he completely writes some of those out. Yeah. Definitive line. Um, specifically i think especially when you're playing with a christian audience um and kids yeah <laughs> uh who are not uh, i they mean don't you just understand have to be careful with nuance kids. yes and um so we, we talked about that he also talked about sort of the difference between again like the this principled character principled evil character versus like like, like lawful evil versus yeah. chaotic evil.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I need to remember to put that chart in the notes. Um, yeah. Lawful good versus chaotic evil and everything in between, you know?
1: Yeah. And so how he's, you know, if somebody just wants to come into the game and just be chaotic evil, he's like, nah. no, No. <laughs> we're not doing that. Um, and the,
0: the reason stuff like that doesn't work inside of D&D is because- like the the essence of a com- campaign of d and d or any RPG where you're running through with um you know a party or a team is that you are a team. If you are just gonna come in as a chaotic evil, unless our objective is to reform you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it ain't gonna work like it 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 will not be a fun time. It will not seek to progress anything right um we're going to you're gonna cause us to sin because we're gonna wanna kill you. <laughs>
1: Well, some of it, I guess, has to do, too, with um, why do you want to do that? You know, it's it's a condition of the heart thing. Like, do you just really enjoy being a turd? And that's why you want to come into this game and be a turd.
0: Some people do.
1: Some people do. And if that is you, you have a heart issue. Yeah. Um, which I think kind of goes to our next our next point. And, and I, I say that, I say you have a heart issue and then I talk about this and there are definitely some people I know and love who, who qualify themselves as this type of a person. Yeah, Like anytime you come up to a moment in a video game or something where you can just push someone over a cliff Yeah, or like do something like that and they just, Man, they do it every time because it's somehow like fun.
0: Playing, I, I've been playing <laughs> Destiny for a very long time and in, in Destiny 1, there would be times where you're like waiting for people to change their loadouts, or like before we go into another like section of a raid, which is just like a like a massive team activity, um, very hard, puzzly kind of stuff. People would be like, or somebody has to go to the bathroom because sometimes these things can take what? five hours. Oh, he has to go
1: to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. well, video I, ha- games.
0: I haven't learned how to just absorb it yet, so like I have to get it out of my body. <laughs> and so like you, at, when somebody leaves, it was always this game of can I push them off of this cliff? Like l- legitimately, like we're on mm. the top of a cliff. can, so, I, can I push them off?
1: <laughs> like trying not to be purple nurbled or something. Like yeah, always on yeah. edge. Uh, well, like wh- <laughs>
0: okay, did I forget to put my character in a spot where I couldn't be pushed? Or like, yeah. you know So it's it's light trolling, but think of that, like, to the max. Yeah. Like games that have to the
1: point that it's really infuriating. Yeah, g-
0: games that have like team killing on. Um, so that's <laughs> for all of all of you in the real world. Uh, team killing is what would happen if you were actually in a fight. It's friendly um, fire. Yeah. In a, essentially. In a, in a video game, I can I can shoot bullets and my teammates can walk in front of them most of the time and they don't get hurt. Or mm-hmm. I can do something that hurts the other team and doesn't hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, In its simplest form, I can lay a banana peel down for the red team that only affects the blue team in Mario right. Kart.
1: Right, yeah. In real life,
0: it doesn't work like that. So some games, some war games actually have that feature turned on where Friendly Fire or something like that. And people will go it's around. An added
1: challenge is the intent. Yes. This is an added challenge.
0: Yes, and some people will we'll go around and kill people on their own team. Yeah. Not because they're on the other team, but because, you know, like the Joker, some people just want to watch the world burn.
1: I'm not going to say any names. Well, it's very unlikely that these people would ever listen to this podcast. But when I was a teenager, I was playing laser tag one time. And it was one of those laser tag places where you had like a pack and a gun
0: yeah, that were
1: connected to each other. Mm-hmm. And there were these two people who had crushes on each other. Were
0: you at Roller World?
1: I'm not going to say where I was. I was not at. I will say I was not at Roller World. Okay. I was.
0: Tell me later. I'm very interested say. in the specifics of this story.
1: <laughs> it really doesn't matter as much. I'm turning this into a big deal. Anyway, these two people who had a crush on each other, um, traded guns. Like they stood close to each other, close enough that the cords, you know. And they oh and the one person had the gun of like blue team but the pack of red team and was shooting all of the red players because they thought this would be funny and it made me so angry it's
0: infuriating that was so-
1: Oh, mad! It's
0: infuriating. It takes stuff like that. takes a a fun experience and makes it not fun anymore.
1: Truly, it was not.
0: And I think that the same thing also. Happens- it was
1: three a.m. and I was very grumpy.
0: Okay, so this was a church event. <laughs> it was a lock-in. <laughs> oh no! Um, all right, You're so uh, so like me. like like seriously though, like that. I think that that there is something about trolling that is just as villainous as any evil character that you could ever make. Mm -hmm. So if it's like, oh, I'm going to, again, this is like deception we're talking about last week. I'm going to masquerade as a good character, like on your team, but I'm still going to do very bad, evil things Mm -hmm. like that infuriates. And I I think that that's just as quote unquote bad as playing as an evil character damaging. Yeah. So if you're playing as a not evil character, but you're doing evil things, we call that trolling. That's Mm -hmm. just what it is. don't be
1: a troll. People,
0: people, people legit hate that. Um, but that, that's kind of where I think like the nuance comes in is I don't, I don't think it's necessarily about being a good guy or a bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it's about the intent. Like, what are you trying to do? What's your, what's your motivation? So if you remember Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Okay.
1: I do remember it. Their,
0: their slogan, and I'm going to butcher this. I meant to, this is how professional we are. I meant to, to, to look this up, but their slogan for their little bad guy, uh, um, support group. Well, it's got like the Zangief in there, and it's got um, I think uh, what was the Buzz Lightyear's bad guy um, oh, Zerg. Zerg, yeah, he's in there, and uh, ghosts from Pac Man and stuff like that. Um, I think it's something to the to the effect of I'm a bad guy, but that doesn't make me a bad guy, you know? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. and so I, like I that to this me is like
1: the bad guy support group.
0: Yes, it's exactly what it is. Okay, yeah, bad guys. It's not anonymous, it's, it's actually very public. Um, but like to look at that and go, I think that, the, and that is, it's all video game characters. So I think it's mm-hmm. like perfect. Like I think that, that that can ring true here is that I can play as a bad, bad quote unquote, bad guy, but I don't have to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, My, when I played World of Warcraft, and we're talking like World of Warcraft vanilla for anybody who's still even listening at this point. Um, Pre-Burning Crusade. So this was like vanilla World of Warcraft. Played a ton of it. And it was all about that. Um, created a lot of issues in our marriage and pre-marriage and all sorts of stuff. But I I played an undead, it's like a zombie, priest. Which mm-hmm. those are not words that fit together. Sure. Not in a normal context. Mm-hmm. But I played on the quote-unquote bad side of things as a good character. So I was a healer. I made sure that, um, you know, people had what they needed. I would run people through things. I would uh, I would be there with characters that were lower level. I never saw myself as a bad guy. I never role played as the bad guy. I just happened to be an undead character mm-hmm. on the horde. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, like that's that's where the people so you were. You don't
1: have to have a shofar in your tool belt at every moment in a video game, but as I, a Christian,
0: but I do, just in case. <laughs> in case you need to call Aslan um, from the beyond, you know.
1: Was it? Did I don't think that Susan had a shofar though. I think it was just a it was just a horn.
0: Well, we'll see. <laughs> I know that that's how that's how Caspian brought him back in the movie,
1: with the horn. Yep. But not a chauffeur.
0: You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Again, C.S. Lewis. What a Please tweet name. us
1: at Church Nerds LTN.
0: Don't be a fizzy, babe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> know if it was or not.
1: That uh, uh, we didn't see. We're not we even didn't close. Talk about. We're other not, things even, things we're not even. We're not even close. Out of time in this segment. But Grr. we do
0: have to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to continue this, and we're going to start looking from more of a Christian perspective. So for this. For this one, we really focused on like gaming culture and what it looks like from a gamer's perspective to be on the good side or the bad side. When we come back after this short break, we're going to talk a little bit about what it looks like for Christians mm-hmm. to
1: and sort the more and morality in in video yeah. games and some specific examples of when that's challenged and things like that. So.
0: Because it will be. So stick with us here for just a short break and we'll be back with more Church Nerds.
2: We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways. And you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today's term is Sonic Screwdriver. This item is found in the world of Doctor Who. In fact, the Sonic Screwdriver has been in the hands of our beloved hero for nearly every incarnation the Doctor has held. For those unfamiliar with the nearly six-decade-old Time Lord-focused TV series, early on in the show, back in the first year, Sonic Drive-Ins were celebrating their 10th anniversary by hyping their multitude of drink options, something they're still famous for today. In a promotional product placement, the Doctor would pop off into a pocket dimension where Sonic's drink craze also included some adult beverages. It became his go-to gimmick every time a crisis arose that needed some extra thinking power. The promotion was so popular that it has continued to this very day. Every time the doctor is in a jam, the doctor puts his or her hand in the inner jacket pocket where the pocket dimension is kept, using the Time Lord Bigger on the Inside technology to retrieve his trusty Sonic screwdriver to calm his nerves. For the record, part of Sonic's secret menu is the Sonic screwdriver, though it only consists of orange juice and Sprite. No vodka, is available in our dimension but why not pop by your local sonic and order one anyway enjoy hope this helps come back next week for another nerdy definition
0: Hey there and welcome back to Church Nerds. We are talking today about playing as villains or bad guys, baddies, not nice people in games. Yeah. Whether that's like a tabletop game or an RPG, you know, just talking words based or like a video game, full on out controlling and uh, engaging in mass destruction and all sorts of stuff.
1: Have we talked about board games, though?
0: I, well, you mentioned Villainous.
1: Oh, I did mention Villainous. Yeah.
0: And that is definitively a game where you play as a bad... That's true. Bad, that's a, true. ...a villain, because uh, that's the whole point.
1: Well, that, I mean, just to dive right in here... Okay. Uh, when, I mean, While we were trying to discuss, like, figure out what to talk about, that was one of the questions that I asked, was, like, are there games, and I was thinking video games... But villainous would be a good example where it's like you have no choice in playing the game at all, but to be a villain.
0: You just have to be a villain. You have to
1: be a villain. There's no light versus dark. You just are the bad guy. Yeah. And, you know, so this segment last last time we we just talked about the dynamic Uh and mostly about games. And we wanted to take a little bit more of a focused like you know, Christian perspective, biblical point of view, mm-hmm. um, type of thing. And that, that's a question is like, should we even engage in games where we can only be bad guys that type of thing?
0: Yeah. I, I think that, and again, I said this in the last segment and again, even with this caveat, it's still very nuanced. I think it comes down to intent. Um, specifically with villainous in mind, Disney's villainous, there is no intent. The intent <laughs> The intent is is to win. You are playing as the villain in your Disney, mm-hmm. you know epic. and
1: And that's a pretty innocuous example. Yeah, you know, villainous. It's very while it is a complex game, on a moral level, it's just kind of.
0: It's very hmm. mad. Like yeah. I, it's it's some would say, Well, that's where the devil gets you is is in the small that's things, true. you know? And it's yeah. like I would just come back and say, Nah, it's just a game. Like, I mean,
1: you're not gonna come across in that specific game, you're not gonna come across a lot of situations where you're like, Oh, I just feel like I shouldn't do this. This is yeah. bad. <laughs> this just makes me feel icky. Icky.
0: That's like, the word, icky.
1: Icky. I wish there were a different there I love there is icky. a word, there is another word for icky, but yeah. icky just does the trick.
0: I think it's the We all blech. know.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all know that feeling that like sort of tense within us. Yeah. Maybe queasy in the pit of your stomach sure. kind of thing. Now, if a game truly induces that feeling in you, you need to take a step back.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like very specifically, I can remember a time, and and even you're the one that brought this up mm-hmm. um, to because you were there when the the main it hit the fan, and so um, with with Call of Duty Modern Warfare mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. and I think I was playing it on Xbox three hundred and sixty at the time. I don't think I had it on PlayStation three, but there was there was a mission called I think it was called No Russian. Um and uh it was it's kind of a double entendre because you could not sprint to the end of this level. Like you were Russians.
1: Oh but you were
0: you were playing Russian, Russian, Russian. Um you were playing as basically a spy in the Russian ranks. And so you are not a Russian. There's no Russian in you, but you're with these Russians that and you can't run through the level. And so you're in um, you're in a um, uh, an airport is what it was, and so what you're trying to do, or what the objective of the mission is, is to make it all the way through from one end of the airport to the other. Um, in this mission, you are armed to the teeth with like a machine gun, like a heavy machine gun, and full body armor, and there is nobody to oppose you, and so legitimately what all the other like bad guys the russians i don't want to paint all russians as bad guys but that's kind of what the video game does here um that's another systemic issue in video games that we can talk about at some point is um classifying villains um but like what it does is, is like they go through and then they just start opening fire on the crowd and that is a heavy trigger warning for everybody in the world at the very least it should be and so what the developers did was they gave you three options for that mission. You could either not do it, I guess four, four options. I'm sorry. Cause I forgot to tell you about one at the very beginning of the game. They give you the option to, to skip it. Uh-huh. Um, when you get to it, they give you the option to skip it. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're going to count those as two separate ones. Um, and
1: so, you know, going into the game that there's going to be a moment. Yes. It tells you at the very dicey. top
0: of the game, Hey, there is some content. Do you want to, I think it's like, do you want to turn mature content off or something like that? Um,
1: not knowing what that mature content no, is going to it be It doesn't tell though, you what it is because there, there's mature content. That's like, well, there's cussing in this game.
0: Yes. So it takes care of that as well. So like it kind of is like a blanket statement, you know, whatever. Because that's th- what
1: I would assume mature content would have to do with like it might also violence, tell you nudity, uh, mostly those two. Backyard
0: things. wrestling, yeah, uh, stuff uh, like that.
1: and and words, yeah, wordsy things,
0: um, uh, oh taxes, um, you know. <laughs> but like I
1: grocery shopping,
0: I think it might tell you at the, at the beginning of the game what it was. Okay. Not not like hey, this is what's gonna happen, but it's like there is a right? scene. So they, the developers are like, this is not important to the actual game. And so they give you the option to skip it beginning, to skip it when you get there. Um, they also give you the option to go through it, to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, the third option in that is that as you're doing it, you don't have to do anything. You can just walk.
1: You don't have to have any kills in order right. to
0: like... The story is going to progress in the same way, whether you take option three, which is do nothing... And just walk through with them, or you take option four, which is engage mm-hmm. and pull the trigger. Like the story, there is no fork on that. It's just
1: this happens. Yes. So, do you want to experience it or not?
0: So, it gives you the opportunity to have some agency over how you are going to do this without it actually affecting the story, which to me, I think is far more detrimental. Um, to the because overall, because I was like, "What's the point?" Yeah, it was just it was it's free. If you wanted to pull You're the not trigger, seeing
1: the consequences of your actions necessarily, right? Because it just is predetermined one way or the other. This does this does happen in the story,
0: even though, and I think that this is this is kind of a, a special thing that games can do, even though it was a video game, and there was there there were liter, legitimately probably like zero ramifications not zero you know because it's going to change you a little bit but there there were no like outlying you know consequences of me doing that inside of the video game Mm -hmm. i could not bring myself to pull the trigger and i was like oh well i say that like i just i just I couldn't i just couldn't do it like it was it was a legitimate christian and moral dilemma for me to do that i was i was saying to myself because i did the level Mm-hmm. I, I was I was saying to myself that even in this context, I I couldn't do it
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I was not able to separate me myself the person controlling this you know avatar on the screen from actual reality, and that's not every single that's not every single thing that happens. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't continually do that to me every time I'm doing something in a video game. That's not how it works. But in this particular case, my my Christian worldview, my idea and understanding of like morals and ethics and the dilemma that exists because of how my views are shaped, I there was no way that I was going to be able to do that. Now, I know plenty of Christians who did. Um, yeah. I absolutely do. But um, I just couldn't. I could not do that. So that that's a that's a very like specific example of. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I can't. I mean, I remember sort of the chatter mm-hmm. surrounding that, where it was debated with people like, ah, I, "I I couldn't do it," or "Yeah, I did it," and then this is how I feel about it, or yeah. I don't have a problem with it at all. I think it was a cool element, or you know, whatever sure. it is. Um, and I just remember it creating some discussion, which was probably exactly what they were trying to do. Yeah, you know, from a money making and yeah. just getting your name out there and like doing the new thing in the video game world. Um, I think that's that's kind of a, a difficult thing. Is like in a vi- the video game industry, it's kind of everybody's trying to do the thing that nobody else did or to yeah. do it better. And just push pushing the, the envelope yeah. of, um, you know, we've seen it happen with just morality in general. So there are some instances, it's not very hard for me to justify playing either as a well-documented, just vil- villain, bad guy character like Darth Vader, sure, or even a historically actual, you know, like playing as Hitler sure. in something or, you know, um, what's that game my dad used to play all the time, like Red Alert and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got like the Soviet campaign yeah. and like you know, things, <laughs> not real accuracy, but like pa- historical events and you're playing through them. Yep. Um, and so you're on one side or the other, and you know, these were the goals of this side of this war, mm-hmm. and these were the goals of this side of this war, you know, that type of thing. That's not hard for me to justify. It's those moments where y- it's up to you as the player to define the morality of your the, your yes. character. Yes. Those Grand Theft Auto moments, Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's not the only instance that that Call of Duty moment yeah. as well, where it's like you can make a decision or not make a decision mm-hmm. for your character sometimes to do something pretty heinous or not.
0: Yeah, I think of uh, like Fable is another game um, that does that. I'm going to say is another game. That was a game that was on like, I think it was original Xbox and Xbox 360. And they're bringing it they're bringing it back with the new Xbox Series X um the xbox series generation but like that was a game where you could you could choose if you're going to be a light character or a dark character and then like the the choices that you made affected how people in the towns saw you and how they did they revere you or did they fear you um Mm. you know kind of a kind of a deal and so um you know in in those cases it was it was kind of interesting to say okay well i went through as a light character out I want to go through as a dark character and see what that experience is like, um, but to just go, oh sweet, I get to be a bad guy. I'm here for that. I think that that's where I find the dilemma. Um, honestly, for me, that's that's the rub. Is it's like, do you are you reveling in the ability to to be a bad guy and do bad things and uh, for? for lack of a better term, to virtually sin because it's in a quote-unquote safe environment. Like, is what is your intent? I keep coming back to that. What right. is your intent?
1: Because I think that that's one of the arguments that we sometimes hear for um, this element. Yeah. Being available is like, well, um, as sort of like an outlet mm-hmm. or a place that's like a... a a simulator yeah you know you could so if you have a flight simulator like do we want to make everything go wrong and wreck the plane sometimes you know that type of thing um because there's no cost in it and you get to feel all the things and you get you know could could that be a beneficial experience um when you're talking about good and evil like getting to see the consequences sometimes now sometimes there's an, aren't really realistic consequences to being sure to making evil choices in yeah. video games um, but you know I have definitely heard that as like well, this is just almost an exploratory experience and it's in the game and it stays in the game yeah and there's you know um, so is there merit to that I guess? Way of thinking.
0: Yeah. I, when we were talking about this really last week when we started to prepare and we were reading the, the questions and stuff like that, one of the things that came to my mind was I think that there can be value in in just playing an inherently evil character. Um, and I didn't really have to dig deep and I'm not really willing to like get wounded um, or die on this hill or anything like that. But just in thinking about it, there there is something about like knowing and understanding your enemy, you know, that there, there is some value in that. It actually, it allows you to be more tactical in how you approach things, um, less flippant. Um, like, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm playing a shooter and I know that, you know, this, this enemy is always going to come around this corner or anytime I peek my head out on this side, it's going to shoot me. I'm going to stop doing that thing, right? Like, I'm not going to go that direction. I might find another way around. I think that the same can be said about, you you know, playing a character like that. Now, again, you have to go in with specific intent, like not just I'm going to go in, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to blow all the things up. Um, I'm going to kill all the people. I'm going to be as like savage and chaotic as I possibly can. But if you're going in to kind of understand, like why would somebody why would somebody do that? Why would they act this way? Why, try, to try and understand it, that's like a real deep thinky way to play a video game. Or an RPG or anything like that.
1: I think the assumption from so when you hear argument against video games, mm-hmm. uh, one of the favorite things for people to bring up is like, oh, shooting games, it you know, they're so bad for kids, especially for teenage boys. Sure. Because it makes them want to shoot everything and become violent and and it's like the assumption that I think that's the the assumption that people making that argument have is that like everybody who's playing these games is just wanting to come in and kill everything and have just revel in the violence in the destruction and you know well this is my outlet and I'm going to take lives here and then eventually that that's going to spill over into uh, you know real world right type of thing Um, when I think that there are people like that sure. But I don't think that that's the vast majority of them.
0: The data doesn't suggest that that's accurate.
1: Yeah, and that's a whole different discussion. But when I think about the type of person, it's like, again, this relational congruence that in general, most of us are going to be pretty similar in a game as what we would be in real life. Right. It's very unlikely to me to think about somebody who is a genuinely gentle and kind and compassionate and caring person individual yep. who consistently plays all of their video games <sighs> as just the scum of the earth type of character and right. is raping pillaging and plundering constantly right i just don't really see that happening and so i think that's one of we talked about like well how do we how do we frame this and there's some it's just not going to be the same for everybody no and it can't be it cannot be and we even see in biblical biblical examples of how There are some issues that it's not a, you know, paint with a broad brush, one size fits all answer because people are different. So, you know, meet before idols is one, Um, whether or not a person should or shouldn't get married, like whether you could be a single person who can't live in sin uh, is different for different people. Absolutely. And so I think that this issue of playing as an evil character or doing things in a game can be different for different people and if you find yourself constantly consistently always being the bad guy always wanting to do those evil things because there's something about that that feels good to you within yeah. that game I think that that's a red flag you know I think that you you ha- might have some hard questions to ask about yourself yeah. um it's like well, oh, I like to do this stuff in games is that is that who I am is this the kind of person that i really am are these the desires yeah. of my heart you,
0: you know? and i were talking about like the search for power mm-hmm. um when we were preparing for this and that's that's basically most games is that you you level up to get more powerful you collect things in the game to become more powerful whether that's equipment or whatever
1: machine building deck building farm simulating. It's, it's
0: all about becoming more <laughs> powerful and there there is uh you know there is an essence of growth and mm-hmm. progression to it all. But, you know, you really have to kind of examine that when you're even when you're playing a good character, because just because you're playing a good character doesn't mean you're playing good. Yeah. Um that's so true. I don't that's why I, I kinda wanna I, I wanna at the very end of this, right? Like I I wanna I wanna shift the focus away from good characters or bad characters. Um what what should or shouldn't a Christian play as? Um, and kind of get back to get back to the idea that, that you cannot paint with such a broad brush. There mm-hmm. are 100% things that a, a Christian should not do. Um, but on the other hand, there are some things that some Christians can do and some things that some Christians cannot do. And that really comes down to them as a person and you know how God has gifted them and is using them in any given situation. For instance, there are... I, I'm in a ministry right now that ministers to nerds and nerd culture, and that may not be you. It may never be you, because you can't, because you have a highly addictive personality, and you know you can't separate, you know, fiction from reality or whatever. Um, uh, you you may be a recovering alcoholic, so you'll never be able to go and do ministry in bars. But some people will put legalistic stands on things um you know create that box for christians to live in to say if you're a christian you shouldn't play video games Mm -hmm. if you're a christian you shouldn't go to bars right if you're a christian you shouldn't you know you shouldn't even be hanging around you know these scum of the earth prostitutes and stuff like that
1: yeah because that was kind of what i was thinking is like we want to frame this in a way that says okay so example of jesus on in his time on earth is that he he was going and sharing meals with tax collectors and sinners. Yep. So, you know, prostitutes and the scum of the earth people. Yeah. As we were, you know, mentioning before. So the Pharisees and Sadducees wanted to frame this in this way that was like, you can't even be at the table without entering into sin. Right. And so in this sense, it's like a video game or a character or a class is like being at the table. Yeah. That that we want to have sometimes frame it in this way that's like, well, you just can't even be there. Like the moment that you're there, it's sin. Yes. And it may be true that for individuals, they just can't be there. They can't be there.
0: And that's fine.
1: But it is apparent, but I mean, Jesus Jesus was there. Jesus ate with people and Mm -hmm. did not enter into sin with them. He spoke with, you know, the woman at the well alone, Mm -hmm. uh, did not enter into sin with her. And so, you know, obviously he was Jesus. He did a, a couple of things that we can't do, but I don't think that that's necessarily one of them. It's like, why was he there? He was bringing Hope he was bringing light, he was bringing healing and truth yeah. into these situations that other people couldn't do it.
0: You cannot be a light in the darkness if you never go into the darkness. You can be a light that's part of the light. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't necessarily think we're going to make Jesus shine any brighter, um, but. You know, so I, and I'm not advocating that everybody go into uncomfortable situations and just try and do work there. We would tell people that when we would go with LTN on, you know, mission trips and we would go to conventions and stuff like that, that, you know, you you may want to be in an area. You may want to go and hang out with somebody or do something, but do not go to an area that you're not knowledgeable in. Mm-hmm. Um Jesus was able to go and speak to the woman at the well. It, again, 750,000 reasons why. But one of the reasons he was able to, to speak to her and speak like intelligibly and connect with her was because he had a connection with her. She was kind of standoffish and he was like, um, well, actually, I do know things about you. Um, I know that you've been married 100,000 times and the guy that you're living with right now is not even your husband. So because of her experiences, they shared a bond and she believed him instantly. And with video game and gaming culture, we see that bond as the game. So whatever that thing is, if it's World of Warcraft, if it's Fortnite, if it's Fall Guys, if it's Among Us, if it's Insert, any other n- number of games here, we see that as a way to, to bridge this connection, to build relationships with people and so to just paint with a broad brush and say should Christians play this game should Christians not play this? should they sh- or even a broader brush should they or should they not play as as villains like I think that the answer is sometimes some should and sometimes some shouldn't mm-hmm. as just <laughs> as that <laughs> is of an and answer completely
1: not answer your question
0: Probably and probably not yeah
1: Well I mean if the question is is there a broad brush answer? The answer is no. The answer is there's no. not a there's not a broad brush answer to it. It has very much to do with who you are, what work Christ has done in your life, yeah. and who he's calling you to. And um, I mean, it's possible I don't know, like again, there are just places where if you can't be there don't. don't be there.
0: Don't if, stay if in you your have lane. To,
1: if there's a question about it and you are feeling a need to somehow justify it. Don't probably just don't yeah. do it. And and you know what? There's no pressure because probably like or if there is pressure, just shake it off. Shake because it. because there's probably somebody else who can do that thing. We were talking about The Witcher. Yeah. Um, we have an, a guy who wrote an article, an awesome article um, about The Witcher, yeah. and it was very challenging. It was a great article. I can't watch The Witcher
0: personally. Yes. You probably never will, and that's no, fine.
1: I don't need to be watching The Witcher, and I know that about yeah. myself. And so I'm not. That's not a place I can go. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't and worry about the, it.
1: And it's there's not. I don't feel. You know, if I feel pressure that I do need to go there, um. I that's not from the Lord. You I mean, know, it's
0: the guys the guys over at Triple X Church, and I say guys, it's you know, men and women, the the, the organization of Triple X Church, mm-hmm. they do ministry in the the pornography, you know mm-hmm. realm. Yeah. Um, as it were. They go to porn conventions and all sorts of stuff. And both if that to, makes
1: both to people suffering uh from, from addiction to it, and to the creators Absolutely. of it, or and to the bondage in the market, and all. And kinds if of that stuff.
0: gives you the willies and makes you shake a little bit, you're in good company with me because I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. That is not an area where I would be like, "No, oh, I'm fine, not mm-hmm. a problem." Yeah, there are other areas that I would be completely okay with going into and hanging out with people who are deplorable in the eyes of other, you know, Christians or the world or whatever, but that's not a space that I would be okay in. And what I'm also not saying and what we're not saying is that we wouldn't engage in that as well, just so that we might be able to, to reach some. It's like, I'm, I'm not willing to, to step out into the sin Mm -hmm. and engage in the sin. You know, I'm not going to, like do drugs with people or whatever just so that I could show them that Jesus is super cool or whatever you know it's right
1: because like, my, my question when we're talking about you know things that are maybe some games that are inherently bad like, yeah. you know is that a thing yeah and you mentioned a game that just hearing you talk about it made me go <laughs> yeah
0: and it's, it's not even like a secret we're not talking I just don't remember the name of it I played it once and yeah like, and um, it's a game that I wouldn't play I, pl- I played mm-hmm. yesterday but I but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't continue to play, um, but like still, like if everybody in the world were playing this game, then I probably would pick it up just to kind of play a little bit and to understand. So that I had that connection to be able to talk mm-hmm. pe- talk to people with it,
1: and I said while well, you were saying that, I was like, "So you would do a little a little of the cocaine <laughs> just to reach the other people doing cocaine?" Because yeah. I was, I mean, that was a joke. Yeah. Um,
0: the answer is no, but but again, at the same time, it's like defining your boundaries, like right. understanding and knowing. And this this we're talking about video games right now. Insert this into whatever area of your life it applies to, mm-hmm. um, but don't. Sin, Mm -hmm. Like that's, it's, it's never an okay thing. I know we just talked about lying yesterday and our last week and how, um, you know, there were a couple of instances, but I mean, I don't, God is not going to honor you sinning just because you think it's a good thing and it's going to advance the kingdom. Like Mm -hmm. that's, it all boils down to intent. Everything is intent. You know, how. How could I was having a conversation about this the other day with somebody? How could? Oh no, it was you. It was last week.
1: <laughs> oh, well, you're somebody. Cool. You know
0: how how can how can Jesus flip tables and not sin? Like,
1: I think that was on the podcast actually. It, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely, it was. You know, so like the, these things, everything just kind of folds back in into and itself and it ties together because there is no definitive yes, definitive no on something you know, as broad a question as should Christians X, Y, Z, especially in video game world, like, or gaming in general. And I mentioned to you earlier, it's like, if there was one game, like that's it, there's just one, one game. one game
1: in the world.
0: You could really look at that and go, should Christians play that game? And we should be able to give a definitive answer of yes or no. And I think you can, you can ask specifically, should Christians play this game? You know, I was, I was telling you, I was playing Doom Eternal, which is just, that game's something else. Um, (laughs) Like the premise of it is ridiculous, um, but it's, it's like very gory. You're like very supernatural kind of a deal. And I was, I was telling Anna, like it it fit the context of what I was doing. I played it live on a Love Thy Nerd stream because the people that I'm trying to reach Mm -hmm. might be playing that game. Might be interested in in seeing somebody play that game, and so I'm able to to do something that I don't consider to be sin, and it's not like I'm I'm creating different shades of gray for myself, but I don't consider that to be sin, um, so that I can then hopefully start to build a relationship with about with them about you know centered around Jesus, and they can watch me play a stupid video game and realize that. Hey, maybe maybe this Christian thing is is not like as unattainable for me as as most people would make it make it out to be. Mm-hmm. So,
1: well, I mean, having said all of that, that's again by no I means. I still feel like we haven't
0: said anything. I know. You know.
1: I think uh, there are some things that, like, as far as figuring, because this is when we say there's no broad brush answer, we're basically turning this back on every person who listens to this is this yeah, is I'm something that your glue. you need to handle for yourself if you've never asked this question ask the question of your for yourself and don't be projecting on other people what no. other people should be playing no, 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 but no, no. you're of yourself you know think about what you're playing think about the types of characters that you have to play think about what you what it what are some lines for you individually hard yeah. lines I would be okay doing this with a game in a game or I would not be okay yeah. doing this in a game. And why is that? And if you've never really thought about it, you need you need to. Think, you need to think yeah. about it because because as Christians, as you know, being salt and light in the world. If I can get very Christian-y for a moment, yeah. is that we're bringing purpose and we are bringing light and we are bringing all of these different things, and that just requires so much intentionality. We need to know why we're doing the things that we do, yeah. and to you know to have purpose behind them. God has purpose, and and I think that that's again I come back to this all the time because I don't know because it just frames a lot of what I think about is just. You know that we are we are created in the image of God, and so yep. we are we are image bearers. We're supposed to be reflecting this nature of God to everything around us. And so, um, as much as it stinks and as much as it's hard work, we can't just go about nil willy nilly all the time, just doing whatever whatever we feel like all the time. We have to put more thought into it than that. And so. It's hard.
0: Um, duh, 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 duh. yeah, it's hard.
1: <laughs> but we need to be asking these questions.
0: Well, and that's part of why we exist at Love Thy Nerd. I mean, our, 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 th- our three main things that we have are thoughtful content creation, um, we have intentional um, community, and then we also have relational outreach. And that first one, thoughtful content creation, like we, we want to get people thinking critically about the media that they ingest, whether mm-hmm. that's reading, listening, watching um, or engaging in with games. So if you haven't asked that question, ask the question. You mm-hmm. may just be a person that that reads or watches movies and you don't play video games, you, th- you think they're stupid. That's fine. Think about this in the context of of those passive mediums um, of you know reading and and watching watching movies. and help allow that to inform the way that you view the world around you. Um, so, again, barely scratching the surface here. Barely scratching the surface, but like, legitimately, these these are questions that we deal with all the time. Um, you know, specifically around certain things. Uh, but our our stance at Love Thy Nerd is is we're not necessarily going to sit down and tell you you should or should not play this game. Um, some people some people may say that oh you know you're a Christian you should be playing. You know, Noah, 3D Ark hunter or whatever, and I'm like, I don't wanna. How about Nah, thanks. Um, and then they should they say that you shouldn't play games like Resident Evil, and I'm like, well, maybe we should. You know, like, so we we encourage people to dive into a personal relationship with Jesus and to figure things out, and legitimately not to project onto people because that's where a lot of a lot of bad negative things happen. Um, when you start putting people inside of your box, um, instead of allowing them to experience Jesus for themselves. So I hope you have got something out of this conversation. I know maybe your world was completely rocked, good or bad. Um, and Maybe you're just like, these fools don't know what they're talking about. Um, I feel
1: like they said something and nothing for an hour and a half.
0: At the same time, yeah. (laughs) But this is this is something that I would encourage you to to work out like legitimately this is acts chapter 2 stuff right in a digital space you got to you have to talk about this with people you get other perspectives don't just take what Ann and I are saying as gospel truth go out there read the bible
1: read uh, the bible
0: talk with everyone. people if in your small group if you're in a small group bring this up if not send me an email bubba at I'd I'd love uh, to get you hooked up with other people that you could talk with about this kind of stuff, um, and if you're comfortable, let's talk about it on social media at Church Nerds LTN on Twitter, um, or in our Facebook group, or on Discord. slash discord I would love to to keep this conversation going because I think that it's something that, if you are a Christian, as Christians, we should be figuring out, um, and it helps other Christians to talk about this as well. We're not going to get caught up on legalism just not going to do that but i do think that it's good to experience and um, investigate the nuance of of this question and questions like this so hey all that being said we're going to take a really short break uh really just kind of decompress (laughs) a little bit Uh, but when we come back we're going to have our church nerds memory verse and our nerdy recommendation of the day right here on church nerds
2: This week in Nerney News This is LTNN direct-to-consumer movies used to carry the stigma of not being good enough for theaters. However, Disney Plus, with the help of COVID-19 keeping theaters in Hollywood itself closed down, direct-to-consumer is now becoming the go-to method of release for some of the hottest, most anticipated attractions. And they draw new subscribers. Of course, Netflix and Hulu, to a degree, have been doing this for years, but the quality is hit or miss at best. For every Netflix original movie that's a big hit, there are a dozen you've never heard of and never will. Like that movie starring Marlon Wayne's playing sextuplets. You're stealing Eddie Murphy's bit, man. Disney Plus is planning to accelerate direct-to-consumer features. Already we saw Mulan's release with a hefty extra price tag, and Pixar's Soul is set to arrive on Christmas, free to all subscribers. Black Widow and The Eternals are also nearly ready for theaters, but will they ever make it there? With Regal Cinemas closing, AMC fearful it'll be out of money by the end of the year, and local theaters being in the red already... Plus the prevalence of cheaper large screen HTTVs. Movie theaters might just be on the way out. Michael B. Jordan and his team at Outlier Society have signed on to produce DC's upcoming Static Shock movie. At first reported by The Hollywood Reporter, Jordan is joining director Reginald Hoodlin on the upcoming theatrical release based on the 1993 comic series of the same name. I'm proud to be a part of building a new universe centered around black superheroes. Our community deserves that. Jordan said in a statement to THR. DC surprised fans with a Static Shock movie during its recent Fandom event announcing not only that the film was in development but also a revival of the comic series there's even conversations around an animated feature film and a podcast a new digital static shock comic is set to arrive in february of 2021 along with the static original graphic novel by hudlin and artist kyle baker Finally, Walmart has some big plans for its Black Friday event this year, and it's nothing like we've seen a major retailer do before. As one might suspect, the coronavirus pandemic is going to factor into how retailers approach Black Friday this year. Walmart has announced its plans, and it feels like it's the most sensible set of plans it could have come up with. Walmart Black Friday 2020 will be split into three events. Each one will begin online and then continue in a physical store three days later. The first event will launch on November 4th online, November 7th in stores, and will focus on toys, electronics, and and home products. The second event will be online November 11th, November 14th in stores, and will focus on items such as TVs, smartphones, computers, tablets, and other merchandise categories. The final event will kick off on November 25th online, November 27th in stores, and will be a large selection, including toys, electronics, apparel, seasonal decor, and more. And sure, while it makes sense, and in the long run it's probably better for us health-wise, the idea of having to throw hands at three separate Black Fridays this year sounds like, well, it sounds like something exactly like 2020 would do to us. That is going to do it for this week in nerdy news. I've been Station Manager Matt, and this is LTNN. LTNN.
0: Well, to close out the show today, we've got a nerdy recommendation for you, and if you just want to be able to play a game and not worry about sin, um, (laughs) at least, you know, how you are going to engage in it,
1: being the bad guy,
0: any of that stuff, if you want to play it from a Christian perspective and do Christian-y things and actually play a really great game, um, you're going to want to check out Commissioned the Call which is the first expansion for Kara Games hit game commissioned which for all intents and purposes is um, for all intents and purposes is like reverse pandemic. I don't know if you have ever played pandemic or whatever but you are basically trying to in pandemic you're trying to limit the spread of of something. In this you're trying to be the early church and spread Christianity. And so we've talked about commissioned before but this is actually going to be the first game that has the "Love Thy Nerd Loves This Game" badge right there on Ooh-ee. the uh, on the cover of the game, and so we're pretty pretty legit excited about it. And it's a great game, and so um, you're going to want to check that out. All the information for the. For the Kickstarter, will be in the information below on this post or on this tweet or even in the show notes over on lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds. You'll be able to find it there. Um, and I'll tell you, it's already funded. It funded in under an hour, which I thought was oh, just... Oh, wow. Yeah. 50, that's cool. 52 minutes, I think, was the clock on that one. What? Um, but that's really, really, really awesome. So big ups to Pat and Cat Lysat. Um, for all the great work that they're doing over there with Car Games. Check them out. If you don't have the base game because you'll need it to play the expansion, The Call, you can get it in the campaign. And so um, we played it for Beard Bros a couple weeks ago. Loved it. Just absolutely loved it. Matt said that Aaron woke up kind of in like a stupor and was like, we played it wrong. (laughs) We need to play it again. And like she was dreaming about Commission The Call. So Uh
1: Okay.
0: Um, yeah. So wonderful game. <laughs> You're gonna love it. Uh, Ann and I haven't had a chance to play it together, the two of us.
1: We have not, um, but we will no.
0: when it comes in. Um, mm. So yeah, enjoy that. That's our nerdy recommendation. Commissioned the call by Kara Games live on Kickstarter, right now.
1: Cool. All right. Well, uh,
0: beat that. Our...
1: Shh, um,
0: Easily with scripture. Yeah.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> don't know how to respond to that. Uh, Church Nerd's memory verse. Uh we went ahead and went with and I think we might have done this one before.
0: It's from the Bible, yeah.
1: But it's always a good one, which is Colossians three seventeen. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him.
0: Does that make you kinda of want to do the VBS dance?
1: I don't think I knew a VBS dance for, to that it was, one.
0: It was from like three years ago for us.
1: This is this the part where you're going to sing?
0: No, because I can't actually remember the tune. And even in my head, it's not like going right. But I'm bouncing back and forth left to right.
1: This was at it our VBS like recently. Yeah, you know,
0: it, like, it was like a... Because remember, ba-bom, I'm ba-bom, in preschool. Ba-bom, 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 ba-bom. That was kind of like the cadence oh, of it. You know, yeah, you got it now.
1: Like chanty? Kind of. But preschool doesn't do the same thing as the big kids, so I didn't know it. Well, that I, one's on sorry. you. Sorry. Well, anyway, the reason we chose this one is just because if you're in a moment in a game, I guess this is a great question to ask yourself is whatever I'm about to engage in, whatever I'm about to do, is it possible to do this thing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? And if the answer is no, don't do it. Don't do the thing. You're um, gonna have
0: to deal with the nuance of that. So if you're playing Halo, right, yeah, and you're shooting aliens in the head, that's on you, man. Like you have to deal with, <laughs> am I doing this or can I do this? Or I mean, honestly, what, what? When does this come into to play and factor? Like, are you are you actively sinning or not? Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. I say yada 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 because. I'm not going to be able to sum it up here in a couple of seconds, so you're going to have to yada, yada, yada deal with it.
1: Sure. Yeah. (laughs) If you're interested in more homework or what the Bible has to say about this, you know, you want to go a little further. Um, The whole third chapter of Colossians is just about – you know, the frame of mind we need to have and the way need, we need to be acting in all of our relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, things to do, things to not do, all of those kinds of things. Also, Romans chapter six is a great one when you're ha- when you're asking yourself the question like, how far is too far?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, is this sin or, I mean, is this, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um Romans chapter 6 which is that should i continue in sin so that grace may abound the
0: nah, uh, area
1: of scripture <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so uh yeah hey read that it's a, it's a good one
0: yeah. yeah i mean it's in the bible so it's pretty dope
1: it, yep
0: we like it Hey, also be sure to check us out online, lovethynerd.com, for amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show and other podcasts and videos. And if you'd like to directly support the mission of Love Thy Nerd and become a financial partner with us, you can do that by going to lovethynerd.com slash give. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And if any of that makes sense to you, cool we'd love to have you. If it doesn't, cool. We'd still love to have you, but don't get caught up in all the bleepy bloops and uh, numbers and uh, all the gobbledygook that is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Just know that we are one. And um, if you want to do good while you're doing nothing, I just ordered some um, Google Home Mini um, like hang wall mounts. It just plugs right into the socket and everything like winds into it. We have like three Google Home Minis. You can get on smile.amazon.com. And if you choose Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice, then a portion of what you spend at no extra cost to you gets kicked back to us. Um, so if you want to do something while you're doing nothing, that's a really good way to do it. And I spent the last, we actually started recording this last section a little bit later than we wanted to because I, when I got them in, I had to go and install them.
1: Did you have to?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: I question that. Yeah,
0: I was compelled to do that, how about that? But when you're getting your Google Home mini wall hangs or whatever it is that you do, um, go ahead and go to smile.amazon.com and uh, select Love Thy Nerd. Like I said, it's your charity of choice. Hey, you can always find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms, and as well as right here on LTN Radio each and every Friday morning. And as well, you can get to us online, ltnonair.com. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.